Three, two, one, go. Three, two, one, go. Welcome back to another episode of RC Stuff powered by Hobbywing. My name is Charlie Sawanka, and I am here alongside Jordan and Jet Temkin. Jordan, how are you this evening? Doing great. Awesome. If you guys are just joining us, a quick history. Jordan is a two-time drone racing champion of the world. Jordan, how long have you been into this uh, fine aspect of first-person view drone racing? Uh, I started around 2013-14, so I'm, I'm re- I mean, that's pretty old in the FPV drone side of things. But in the RC side of things, that is very new. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm pretty fresh on the rest of the RC world, and I'm excited to learn more about it. Awesome. I, myself, have been doing RC for probably as long as I can remember. My dad got me into RC cars, so I wouldn't try to race go-karts, and I've been doing it ever since. Uh, I've raced at a high level. I've traveled around the world working for different RC car companies as a team manager, and uh, I guess you could say mechanic as well at times. And in the last couple years, got into drone racing. I do some race announcing as well, and in general have been all around the RC industry and world and have a little bit of experience to share with everybody. And I think that brings us very nicely into uh, this evening's topic, which is something that many people don't really even know where to begin sometimes, um, and that is troubleshooting. Yeah. I mean, it's. I think it's going to be a pretty common episode. This is not going to be our only troubleshooting episode. <laughs> Definitely. That is for sure. And, there- and this is just like basics 101. What are the steps that you should take to troubleshoot properly? Maybe even how to find the problem, because sometimes right. you don't even know where to begin or how to look for what might be wrong. So, right. For you, Charlie. For me, I, I've been doing customer service with RC car stuff for a very long time, and I think that I would be much more interested in drone troubleshooting myself. So I'd love to hear about that before I get into my my ramblings. Um, as far as like, let's say you go to the field and everything checks out, but you've got the the quote blinking light and nothing works. No beeps, no tones, no nothing on your drone. Where would you start looking for the problem first and foremost? What do you what do you poke at? So what do I do if it's it's just blinking and nothing's happening? Uh, step number one, honestly, is unplug it and plug it back in. Like I know I know that sounds really lame, but that solves even on your cell phone. Yeah, like you're, you're like it's bugging out this this when this game or whatever keeps crashing and you restart it and start it back up. And turn it off. Turn it back on. Yeah. So that's step number one. Uh, generally, a blinking light is something isn't initializing properly. Uh, it's either your accelerometer, your gyroscope, uh, maybe your throttle is up and should be at zero. It, it's really a plethora of things, but generally, if if something's not working when it was previously, uh, as in you're getting no feedback, it's something's not booting up right. Uh, and that that's really where I would start is just make sure all the tones are normal, uh, that your transmitters turned on, um, that kind of stuff, right? It's, it's normally for me, it's a lot of things are basic. I'll, I've gone to go fly, plug in my drone, put it down. I arm, nothing happens. I arm, nothing happens. And I go, Oh, my radio is not even on. 
you know that that's a pretty common occurrence for me so i get the so wrong I, model often where i'm on yeah the wrong that's model. another one yeah so it's it's like low-hanging fruit is generally the fir- first things you want to check right mm-hmm. is your transmitter on uh is are you on the right model um are you putting your drone down on a shaky vibrating surface so for example if you have a truck and you put it on the bed of your truck but your truck's still on the vibrations of the engine will prevent the flight controller from initializing properly. Um, so I've had that before with tiny whoops, uh, which are tiny micro brushless or brushed indoor drones. Um, and if you're playing music, oh wow, the, the speaker will <laughs> be vibrating your desk. Uh, or you know, I've had even like the refrigerator is making the counter vibrate. So the flight controller won't initialize. It's like little things like that. Um, And that's where restarting it actually helps because normally when you unplug it and plug it back in, you'll set it down in a slightly different place. That time it works. Um, So those are like the first steps. Uh, And it's knowing the beeps. So BLHeli is the most popular uh, ESC software. Um, And, you know, it it goes boo-doo-doop and... The first three tones is the ESC booting. And then it'll take a pause and it'll go boop, boop. And those last two are the ESC going, all right, flight controller, I heard ya. So it's the the first set of beeps is the ESC turning on, and the second set of beeps is saying that it's reading and communicating properly with the flight controller. So, so knowing- if you get the, the first three beeps... But not the second one. You know, there's a connect. There's either a problem with the connection between your flight controller ESC, or there's a problem with your flight controller. Or okay, so if you get no beeps, then maybe speed control problem. Yeah, then it's probably your speed control, okay. right? So it's it's working through those steps uh, and knowing those beeps are really really useful. So paying attention when your your equipment is working properly will help you diagnose problems when it's not working properly. Yeah, knowing what it's supposed to do helps exactly. you know what it's not supposed to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I mean, th- that's like basic uh, in the field, just kind of narrowing it down, right? Is is my radio working? Is my ESC working? Is my flight controller working? Uh, is my flight controller initializing? You know, what's going on here? Um, right. So that's, those are like, the if if there's just a it's not arming situation. Um, that, that's about like all I would go through at the field. And if, you know, I've checked off all those boxes and it's still not working, I'd probably like just check the connectors. Uh, you know, the, the plugs that plug into the flight controller that you see, just give those a, just a good press in. Cause, cause drones do crash. Things do get jostled around. Sometimes plugs get slightly unplugged. There's um, a, an amazing amount of G-forces that go through yes, these copters as these crash and spin rapidly. So those little tiny plugs and the wires can move around and, and get loose in a hurry. Right. So it's check those things. Um, and if you've checked all of those things and it's still not working out of the field, I'd probably put that drone aside for, the, for now uh, and go test it more thoroughly once I get home. Right. And a lot of times, if everything looks okay at a once-over and you want to confirm it's not a radio issue, you can just get a second copter out and make Mm -hmm. sure your radio works with that. I've dropped my radio before, and 
wanted to make sure that, it, you know, the copter was broken out the radio because it all happened kind of in the same day. Bust out the second copter, make sure everything's okay there. Right. So that, that's one way to confirm that your radio is working, right? So th- those are the, the steps that you need to go through is first check off the things that are working and then check off the things that aren't working. So you can slowly narrow it down. So if you grab another drone and it works, you know your radio is good. Right. And if you, you know, if you plug it in, you plug your flight controller in and can with a beta flight, which is the, the most popular FPV drone software, uh, you can spin up the motors in the motor tab. Obviously, please first take your propellers off before you do this. Uh, then you know that the flight controller and the ESC are communicating properly. So that eliminates the wire there. Uh, okay, that's a good point. When you're going through all of these troubleshooting things, take the props off for crying yeah, out loud. Always, please. It's like ten seconds of your life, uh, and it will very much save you pain, a trip to the hospital, and recovery. So please take your props off first. Yeah, I mean it's it's really a process of elimination. It's it's uh, it's pushing the things that you know work to the side so you can start focusing in on what the actual problem is. And I've seen plenty of situations, the good old take it apart and put it back together fixes it. Cause whatever happens may look okay, but once you pull the whole rig apart and put it back together, you, you done fixed it somehow. <laughs> so if all else fails, give that a shot when you get back to the hobby. Bench. Those are, I hate fixing things that way, man, where it's like you have this gremlin, you have this gremlin and then it just fixes itself. You, I, I, you can't I trust that. that copter ever again sometimes or well, and, any of those components in another build, it feels exactly. like. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's you don't actually, you never solve the issue. No, right. It just right. went away it's, on its own. Right. It self-healed. Right. Uh, and that that's always discouraging to me. I like to know when I fixed it. When I plug in and I unplug a, a connector and plug it back in and it works, I'm like, there you go. Right. It was the connector. That right. was the problem. I will just swap it out for a new one when I get home. I, I guess whatever. that... In most of the situations of taking it apart and put it back together, I found something yeah, in the process exactly. of taking it apart. So I guess right. it, it, you do get so, you know, by either a, a, a solder joint that was a little off, a frayed wire that you couldn't see before, right. some a rock inside. I found a prop inside <laughs> my copter one time that was jamming up the, the gummies. I didn't know that this section of prop was stuck inside my frame. So that was interesting. Yeah, I've had I've had major oscillations issues for days and days and days, uh, and it turned out the nuts had all come off of my stack, and my flight controller was kind of just floating around in the middle of the frame, and I, I never like thought to check it, right? You know, because I was like, oh, it looks like it's there, but it was kind of just resting, right? Uh, so then you'd take off, and the flight controller would just flop around inside the frame and cause terrible flight characteristics. Uh, and, and sometimes it's those little things that you just overlook. And that's that process of elimination, that focusing in on the issue is what helps solve those things that you mm-hmm, might easily mm-hmm. overlook. So I, I think that with all that being said, that RC car troubleshooting is, is similar, but a little more simple because we have a bunch of mechanical stuff that we get to use to confirm operation of the radio gear. Um, big thing that I run into is somebody runs their RC car, they put it away, they get it out, and it doesn't work. And they didn't change anything, nothing changed. Or in 
Uh, a very common tech call that we get is someone has their RTR, their RTR electronics go out, they buy a brand new Hobbywing speed control, they put it in, and that also doesn't work. So something had happened to the, the radio system. So the troubleshooting is pretty simple. Before a speed control can work, the receiver has to work. So what we generally do is use a servo to test the, the channel operation in the receiver. So you can take the speed control, plug it into the bind or the battery slot of the receiver. If you have an RC car, the, the receiver channels are all marked. And if you put it in the bind or the battery slot, all it, the, the speed control is doing is powering the receiver. So if you turn the speed control on and the light is on and the fan runs, that generally means the speed control has power output. Um, what you check next is that the steering servo works. That means that your radio and your receiver are talking to each other and they've been bound and everything is working correctly there. If your light's on and your fan's running and the light has any sort of response on the receiver but the servo doesn't work, that generally means your radio and your receiver aren't talking to each other. So that's problem number one. Something needs to be fixed there. If the servo works, you can move on to the next step, which is moving that servo through the various channels on the receiver and making sure that they function correctly. And for for me, all I'm caring, worried about is the throttle channel because that's where the speed control gets plugged into correctly. So if you plug your servo channel or your servo into the your servo from the steering into the throttle channel, fire everything up, operate the throttle on your radio, the servo doesn't work. Voila, you have found the problem, and that is probably 50% of my day-to-day -day job that I do tech support on the phone lines. And, and what was the problem? The throttle channel and the receiver dies. Something happens to the receiver either from a speed control failure previously or the receiver having some sort of an issue that makes the output of the throttle channel non-functional. And so that, is that is it more common to have the throttle die over one of the, the servo channels? Yes, or? and I, I think huh. it's because the the when a speed control fails, especially the RTR speed controls, they damage the throttle channel when and, they fail. And RTR is ready to run? Right. Um, a pre-assembled vehicle that comes with stock electronics that are included and installed mm -hmm. if you will people run you know they run their vehicles into the ground and that vehicle wears out kills the stock electronics they buy upgrades after that and hobby wing is very popular in that arena so we get a lot of calls from folks that have a brand new hobby wing speed control that they install they can't get working and we have to walk them through this basic troubleshooting to figure out what's really going on right most of the time, when I run into these situations where their original speed, or even if it's not an RTR speed control, it's something, you know, a speed control failed before they bought their new hobby wing, we find that the throttle channel is actually damaged. So this, this simple test of putting the speed control into the battery or the bind slot, moving the servo to the throttle channel, firing everything up, operating the throttle on the radio, and looking at what the servo does can help you pinpoint if the throttle channel is operational or what might be causing a calibration problem. Sometimes people plug something in and it doesn't work quite right and they can't figure out why they can't get the speed control to calibrate. There's a learning process that the speed control has to do to pick up the outputs of your neutral, your throttle, and your brakes on a RC car speed control. We used to have to do it in drones, and luckily they got rid of that for all of us. But mm -hmm. in RC cars, calibration is still a thing. So if you don't know what I'm talking about and you've never had your speed control learn the throttle and the neutral and the brake points, that's, that's part of why your car isn't as awesome as it could be. So check that out in the manual. Um, but also this servo test in the throttle will let you see if your throttle channel has normal neutral, normal full throttle, and normal full brakes. If the servo doesn't move the same amount through the whole range, that might be also why your throttle isn't calibrating. And that can be caused by 
travel settings on your radio from the throttle neutral and the brakes those are all adjustable and sometimes folks have a brake setting on their radio that over time they bump with their thumb and they don't realize it and it slowly lowers the brake output on the radio so when they put in their new speed control and they go to calibrate it it's not able to calibrate the brake side or their brakes are very weak or their reverse doesn't work something along those lines because unbeknownst to them they've accidentally turned this down so this servo and the throttle channel allows you to see that with your eyes versus the speed controls blinking lights and strange responses from the radio so Right, um, right. I've I've told this to hobby shops, you know, that call up and do this, and they've been able to troubleshoot lots of problems by just taking a known working servo and moving it through the channels. And this can be used for um, setting up auxiliary channels, servo winches, shift servos, stuff along those lines, so you can get an idea what's going on before you get the install done. Um, and you can actually do a kind of similar process with drones. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if one of, you know, let's say, that drone at the field just still wasn't working. You get back home, you take it apart, and one of the motors now isn't spinning. Gotcha. Right? Yeah. That's so common what do you one. do? Right, that's a pretty common one. Is one of the ESCs died, a corner of the 401 died, whatever it is, uh, a really easy way to solve that problem and find out if the problem is the ESC or the motor is you take a motor from a different uh, arm or you take a new motor. Spare. Generally, I actually say take a motor from the drone that you know is working, right? You right. test it, three of them are working, so you know that's working. Uh, you unsolder it or whatever uh, and swap the motor, a working one with a not working one. And if it follows the motor, the motor's the problem. Yep. If it doesn't follow the motor, the ESC is the problem. Uh, and that that's just those, uh, you know, working through the, the order of operations to figure out what is the source of the problem that that's all really right. troubleshooting is yeah. is like is just just cutting away at the things that are working until you finally reveal the last and only thing that's remaining and and that's that's the problem Co- confirmation of the problem is a, right is a good exactly way to look at it. and in cars we do the same thing a lot of times um when you get a malfunction maybe the motor doesn't run quite right or the i mean the vehicle doesn't want to run quite right. Is it the motor or is it the speed control? How could you tell? And really the only way is to try another motor or try another speed control type of thing. And then mm-hmm. you can kind of say for sure what's going on there. Um, so if you have any more questions, uh, topics, ideas, thing you things you'd like Charlie or I to talk about, you can reach us at rcstuff at hobbywing.com. Uh, either leave us a voice message you can just record it on the memo app on your phone and then toss it our way and we'll actually play it on air as long as it's reasonable. Uh, and then we will answer your question or chat about your topic, whatever you'd like. Thank you for stopping by another episode of RC Stuff powered by Hobby Wing. My name is Jordan Temkin. I am here with my co-host, Charlie Swanka. I believe that's how you're supposed to pronounce it. Very good, sir. Accent on the ah. (laughs) Anyways, uh, thank you, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this episode about troubleshooting uh, and general just good practice uh, with RC. And we hope to see you in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Bye.